Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast. Un podcast para ti y para mí. Tamarindo Podcast is your hosts, Luis Octavio and Brenda Gonzalez. And we are your socially conscious talk show with a Latino vibe. We are amigos talking politics, food, music, and life. Welcome! Claro que sí. Hello, Tamarindo Podcast listeners. On today's episode, we talk to Benjamin Shalom Rodriguez, the co-creator of the web series Pushy Riot. Ben is a comedian with Mexican and Jewish roots who creates hilarious content. We learn all about his abuelita Mari and the work that he's doing to create characters and roles for actors of color. Learn about how the theme of friendship is central to his work. You can check out more about Ben at the B-U-N Rodriguez at all of the social media platforms that exist out there. All right, please enjoy our conversation with Benjamin Shalom. All right, well, thank you for joining us today on, on Tamarindo. This is uh, Benjamin Shalom Rodriguez. This is how we say things on Tamarindo. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank uh, you. Tell us about your name and growing up with the, the, with that name. Tell us more about it. Yeah. So uh, my full name is actually Benjamin Shalom Bachenheimer Rodriguez. Oh, wow. My dad is from Mexico. My mother is from Israel. Mm -hmm. um, they decided to give me the most embarrassing name growing up. So, <laughs> yeah, my first name is Benjamin Shalom. I'm named after, uh, I think it's my great uncle, one of my great uncles mm -hmm. on the Jewish side. So yeah, or family the, name. Yeah, yeah. And so. what do you normally go by, Ben? ben I go by Ben. I also go by Bo. Bo? Which, yeah, oh, okay. Which is random, but my... Um, I have a sister who's a year older, and when they brought me home from the hospital, she they were like, "Here's your new bro." Uh huh. You can only say Bo. Aww. I didn't, even, I didn't even know my name was Benjamin till like the third or fourth grade. Yeah, like your name's nice. actually not Bo. Yeah. When we start like writing our names, I'm like B O. <laughs> Done. Done. And then you ha now you have to do E and J. <laughs> a M I. Yeah. So many more. Yeah. Well, um, tell us about what what you do. Uh, you're you're stand up comedian. You've got a, a lot of web series. So yeah. give us a little bit of a background. Well, I say filmmaker and comedian because um, I feel like film maker encapsulates writer director producer wow and, uh, <laughs> but um i'm a filmmaker and comedian i grew up in long beach i lived in miami for a little bit i went to usc uh what else yeah i mean i do a bunch of stand-up improv sketch and then i just love like creating like i just hate waiting mm -hmm. for permission so that's where like the writer director producer came well I guess that's more where the producer came in mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but um yeah I love comedy um it's funny because I actually have a few short films on the festival circuit right now oh cool tell us about those well they were supposed to be comedy uh-huh and they are drama <laughs> oh, not, not even dramedy <laughs> no I mean like you might like chuckle but they're like I I made them a while ago but um yeah so they're on the fest circuit now it's about uh a couple um the two films are about a gay couple that get into the they get into st two stupid very like very stupid fights mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh and then just like escalates and escalates really quickly and then you know drama hey, i didn't give you permission to write about my life <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a, i had an ex in college where we were uh we were literally like 
in the car, and there was nothing good on the radio, and I was like, oh, I turned it off. I was like, oh, we should, like, sing something together. He was like, I don't want to. I was like, come on! He was like, uh-huh. I don't want to. And then it just, That like, was the fight? Yeah. And then it became like, you always do this. You're such a pusher. It's like, you never want to have fun with me. And then oh, we didn't talk for, like, damn. six hours. So this was the inspiration of yeah. this movie. Yeah. Well, sure I sure wasn't Fernando in my life. Yeah. I, it might have been. Well, that's the thing. It's weird, because I like when I show it to straight people, they're just like, oh my God, like I can relate because mm-hmm. like my girlfriend or boyfriend, like we always have like stupid fights that just like turn yeah. huge. But I think there's something, at least from my gay point of view, there's something interesting about like inherited trauma almost and how that like yeah. plays into like how you fight. Like I specifically cast, um, Latino actors, just because right. I think there's, uh, well, I was just looking, I just was like, I don't want them to be white because mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. it's just like a fight for, because they're fighting. But I think when you add, even visually, if you don't know, I think when you see that it's a person of color, you can just start to imagine that there's more frustrations there yeah. beyond just what's being said. That's right? really interesting. Yeah. The in, like the intersectionality. Yeah. Uh, your experience. So you're 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 Mexican. You're Jewish. You're gay. You're young. You're from Long Beach. You're from you're the LA area. Young. Yeah. Thirty. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You're very young. Um, how does that all um, that that lens? How do you apply that in your work? It's in everything I write. I mean, like not even. Um, like, I mean, I think the best example are, like, the projects I have, like, they're all just – when I write them, I just assume it's all colorblind casting. But I give – and I also try not to give last names to my characters, but I give them first names. Like, like one of my projects right now, Fat Gay Dude, the lead is named Filiberto, mm-hmm. but his mother's name is Shaney Goldberg. So it's just that <laughs> – you know, it's just that implication that, like, yeah, he's of Latin descent mm-hmm. and she obviously has some sort of – Jewish in her, mm-hmm. but it's just but the project has nothing to do with being Latino or being Jewish. It's just that's my point of view is that like I grew up where like, yeah, it's fine to be Latino and Jewish or mm-hmm. like, you know, Israeli and marry an illegal immigrant. And yeah. like Yeah. So you were talking we were talking right before we started um recording. Um you were mentioning that um you do stand up comedy and then how is it uh, being gay and doing stand-up comedy? It's so fun but also scary because I – it's not even just being gay. Like I've brought girlfriends to a few of my shows mm-hmm. obviously and it's a very white, cisgender, totally. male-dominated – White male-dominated. Yeah. yeah. And there's just a lot of patterns and jokes that all of them have. Like there's always the joke – that a guy will make about the crazy girl in his life. Mm-hmm. And there's always a, like, you know, they'll always call women like this bitch, this bitch. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very intimidating because at the same time, like, I want to get booked and, like, play shows in middle America. But I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to do that kind of comedy that, like, at the end of the day is a bit, like, racist and a bit – I well, I know I won't ever be able to do right. that kind of comedy. But it's just – It's been very eye-opening because I think that it's weird. I mean, I don't want to say I'm paranoid, but I just, like, I watch these shows and I'm like, this is why Trump is president because Mm -hmm. we have made it acceptable and funny 
to, like, belittle women right. mm-hmm. in comedy. And, like, this isn't, like, Ali. Do you guys know Ali Wong, the comedian? No. Oh, yes, 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 yes. From She's pregnant in the yes, Netflix baby. special. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Hilarious. Right. Yes. Yeah. This isn't, like, her stuff where she's, like, kind of anti-feminist. In in a joking satirical way, like satirical. This, See, that's yeah. the key. It's, it's and satirical. she's also a woman. Like mm-hmm. that's her point of view. But we're talking about like white guys that are just saying all women are crazy. Am I right? And, yeah. Like, crowd just like claps and yeah. it's so it's so um, easy. I don't think it's I don't think it's creative. I don't think it's it's risky. Yeah. I don't think it's smart. I don't I don't think it's witty. So it is great and refreshing to think that that you're out there breaking the mold. I'm trying and <laughs> breaking yeah. in and and well, we're, we're, another place that I'm sure your comedy comes through is through some of your your web series and, and the work that you're doing online. How how has that platform been um, helpful in in showing voices like yours? It's definitely um, it feels like it's the wild wild west, um, and I love that that it's kind of like this, you know. Just do it and ask for permission. Like, oh yeah, wait, what's it called? Like, <laughs> ask for. Uh, oh, it's oh. en español. Es, es mejor pedir per, perdón que pedir permiso. It's better to ask yeah. for forgiveness than to ask for permission. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, 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 so. <laughs> so it just it feels like it's much more experimental, and and you can try things out, and there's less pressure. Um, so that's why I love starting stuff with digital. Like my one of my shows here that I'm. Here to promote shamelessly. Tell us more. Do it. it. Pushy Riot that I co-created with two of my best friends, Jasmine Ellis and Katie Zauk. Um, That started as a digital series, but then uh, we wrote a TV pilot for it that got us into the Fox Writers Intensive. Very cool. But I feel like if we had not done that digital series first, where we filmed twelve episodes, I don't know if our TV pilot would have been as strong, you know. And now, like, when we go into meetings, like, we know what, like, a five or six season run would look like. Mm -hmm. And all that is because of how much time we spent, you know. Developing the characters. Yeah, and actually shooting it and figuring out what works and what doesn't. So tell, yeah, oh, go ahead. Can you give us a little bit of, uh, like, a preview of what Pushy Riots is about? Oh, yeah, yeah. So Pushy Riot is available on YouTube and Facebook, and um, it is about two best friends. It's basically very similar to Inspired by Broad City. It's like two two best friends. They're misadventures. Um, They're broke, and they have to move in with one of the girl's Persian parents in Beverly Hills. (laughs) I love that. So it's also that... you know, like, it's like we're trying to make social commentary without being overt about it. But it's that, like, irony of, like, these incredibly broke girl women that have to live with, mm-hmm. you know, upper class parents and just, like, how they navigate world the world they live in and also, like, how lucky they are to have that foundation. Um, and also one of them is a woman of color. She's Persian and... Just through that, you know, her being on screen, we hope that, like, there's that refreshing point of view mm-hmm. that's just like, hey, you don't have to look like all these other women or, you know, you know blonde men. And, yeah. Um, and I think I think that might maybe speaks a lot to our generation because it's so difficult to make it right now. I mean, it's, it's the, the economy is is terrible. Jobs are you know, few and far between. Affordability is not non-existent. So the experience of moving back in with your folks after you've completed, you know, you've gone to college or prepared. That's a that's yeah. the experience of of our generation. Yeah. I mean, I also think at the end of the day, we always discuss it, like, at the end of the day, the show is about friendship and that, like, as long as you have one another, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be fine no matter what happens. 
So I don't want to give away the finale episode. But <laughs> ah. That's def- great. I definitely yeah. want to watch it. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. I think that's like all of my projects, though. It's that all of the comedy, though. At the end of the day, it becomes about like as long as you like have one another, like mm-hmm. friendship, you're you'll be okay. That's beautiful. We yeah. love that. <laughs> so how did you get into to this craft? Um, I just. I just always wanted – God, that's so hard. I don't know. I just always wanted <laughs> – I always wanted to tell stories and, to, I mean, like, frankly, just, like, change the way I grew up. I think Gina Rodriguez said something similar. And, I like, she said it, and I'm like, God, that is exactly why I do this. I identify. <laughs> um, she uh, – like one of my one of my favorite projects right now is called Madi Con Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposed to be a play on words because my grandmother is named Maria, and I always um, I just came out to her in oh wow over Chris on Christmas, <laughs> and um, you know I've been very scared. I was like twenty nine, and I couldn't come out to her, so I created this web series <laughs> about her and me where it's basically also inspired by Broad City, where it's just like our antics together. But it was also, you know, one of the first storylines was like my character's fear coming out to her and the uh, deeper lie he did or deeper hole he digs lying to her. Mm. Um, That's not your actual grandma in the city in the series, is it? It is. My it actual is. Grandma. Oh, my God. How awesome. Yeah, she's, she's about to be 93. That's amazing. She has to use a wheelchair and... Um, <laughs> Wait, so you used your grandma for this series? Yeah, and I just didn't tell her I was gay. But so the tension you see on screen. It's real? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Did she ever, like, cut on to, like... Not until I told... I mean, we were very careful with what... She also only speaks Spanish. Uh Uh-huh. So all the gay stuff was in, like, English. You Uh know, the fights with my friends and stuff. Uh And also, there were some things in Spanish she would say. Like, I think there was, like, one line where she's, like... Like... Porque, porque estás haciendo maricón or something? Like, why are you acting like a packet? <laughs> but uh, she says these things and she's just like <laughs> laughing, but I don't think she, it like clicked for her. What? Wow. So, what happened when you actually did tell her? Well, like, she, how did she take it? Well, she. Was she shocked? She wasn't shocked. She did not take it as well as I wanted her to, wanted her to. And, um, but that has also been the impetus for this like major rewrite on the TV version of it, mm-hmm. where I'm just like, what could I have seen growing up with my watch with my grandma that like, you know, would have probably made this easier. And so now it's turned even more into a broad city in the sense that like, we're literally two best friends. She's the pusher. I'm always getting pushed around, and I, my character uh, is HIV positive, and it's a comedy, but my character is HIV positive, which I think is, like, kind of like, you know, he took a big risk, Mm -hmm. and now he's always has to wear that risk around wherever he goes, whereas she's, you know, about to die, she is a risk taker, but now she's in a wheelchair, Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to make it about like their friendship because I think if we had seen that growing up, it would have been more okay for her to accept. So this is a web series that is out. Yeah, the web series is out and I'm writing working on the T V pilot. And by the way, I want to go back to the name because the name is freaking awesome. Thank you. Right? So it's Mari (laughs) and then Con Ben Contigo, but it's Maricon Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's awesome. I love that. Love her name. Yeah, Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's 
I guess my grandma has inspired me so much. Mm-hmm. Like, just, you know, there's, like, grandma characters and everything I do, and I just want to, like, be honest. And and what did, did – was she in your life growing up? Did she oh, always yeah, here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was the reason I was obese when I was younger. She, <laughs> many, many abuelitas are guilty of that. Yeah. She fed me so much. Like, literally, she would – let me eat spoonfuls of country crock butter. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. I love it. Can we, can we get a matraca for, for grandma's letting us eat butter? <laughs> With sugar on it, by the way. Oh, my God. Oh. So you get like a like warm toast and put the margarine oh on there gosh. and some sugar? Yeah. Oh, my God. But while you're waiting for the toast to toast, you have some you more spoonfuls of sugar. It's just efficient that way. Uh, but she, I mean... When I came out to her, part like I started it off with like you're literally one of my best friends. Like I tell you almost everything, but there's this part of me I feel like I can't tell you. And she was like, I consider you really like a best friend too, and you can tell me anything. And then I told her, and then you know it was silent. She was kind of like there was a lot of her like manipulative pushback that I called her out on it. Like, do you mean it's like that friendship where she was like, well. I'm okay with it, but your dad's going to be angry. And I was like, Bendeja, he already knows. <laughs> and she was like, what? And then my mom and I were fighting at the time. That's so funny. My mom and I were fighting at the time. She was like, this is why you and your mom are fighting, right? And I was like, Abuelita, like you are literally the last person to know. They've all known. Stop Everybody trying to know. The web knows everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I literally was like, I put you in a series about it. That's so funny. After a moment, she just was like, well, don't bend down and grab your ankles for just anyone. Oh, that's sweet. I know. It was really sweet. That's That's another matraca for great advice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When when is your next stand-up? I'm doing – well, this might not be timely, but I'm doing FUBAR on Friday. Oh, cool. Um, Yeah, with Daniel Franzesi, who is one of my, like, high school, like – Idols from Aww. he was in Mean Girls, so, yeah. He played Damien, and then maybe he, we can go check that out. And I know the listeners we record these a little bit early, so you might have missed this. But check out, <laughs> check check you out. Where can they find like if you do post for next show? Um, that's a great question. You should get a website. <laughs> I know. Maybe my Instagram is <laughs> at the Bun Rodriguez. T H E B U N Rodriguez. Uh-huh. Ben Rodriguez was taken. So <laughs> I'm sure there's probably so many of them. Well, that's great. We'll, we'll put that on there. But we're getting to the part of our uh, interview where we ask the same questions of all of our guests. Um, Luis, do you want to ask the first yeah. one? Yeah. So, what is your favorite snack? Oh my God. Um, well, I love carrots and cucumbers and a nice salad. Oh, that's very nice. nice. What if we put some lime Guys, juice? No, I'm kidding. Like, no. <laughs> no, I saw you. You were like, <laughs> like, get him out of here and kill him. I about country crock I know. I, thank, thank you for trusting me, Brenda. You're so naive. No, I love, like, uh, jalapeno cream cheese taquitos from Seven Eleven. Oh, like I have you had them? No, um, but that sounds great. Oh my god! Every <laughs> time you like bite into it, it's like oil and carbs just like hugging your mouth. Oh my god, I love that. You know who? You know who actually mentioned that? Fernando, because Fernando is a huge Seven Eleven like consumer. And that's Luis's partner. Uh, yeah, and he told me about this. And I was like, dude, that sounds so gross. 
Oh my god, no, <laughs> no. It started because I had a really bad breakup like five years ago, and I don't, you know, I was like drinking and smoking a lot, and like Seven Eleven was so close to me, and then I just <laughs> accessible, always ex- open. Yeah, started experimenting. <laughs> first, you. You know, you start with the Slurpee first. Yeah, that's the gateway to. Yeah, it's a gateway to their to their brand of chips, and then you're like, you know what? I'm gonna try this buffalo chicken roller. (laughs) Oh my god! I I have. (laughs) That should be a series of breaking up and then going from like one item to the next. Graduate into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Seven Eleven, so last night I actually went out with a girlfriend of mine to like a club '90s, and we were totally reliving like being under not not being 21 but being 18 and going to the club. <laughs> and um, and so we were not able to drink. What we would do is we would go to 7-Eleven and I would get a gigantic rock star oh and God. a macadamia nut cookie. And that was my let's party food oh my God. <laughs> before I was old enough to drink. <laughs> so 7-Eleven, you're there for oh, us. Those memories, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I... You said Rockstar, and I thought Four Loco for a second. Oh, God. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. gosh. Four Loco. There was definitely that stage, too. Ugh, God. Oh. What's the next question? Oh, yes. Um, if you would throw a chancla, like a, a you know, shoe. Who gets your shoe? Who gets your chancla? Who, like a person, place, thing, concept? Paul Ryan. Oh, yes. Every single person <laughs> who has supported Trump and just, I don't know. Spine, like spineless. Yeah, every spineless white male. Sorry, guys, I'm racist. I'm. No, you are not racist. No, I had a friend who was like <laughs> one of my best friends. She was like Ben. Like, I I don't want to like be mean, but like I feel like you come off racist when you like say these things. And I was like, bitch. I am racist. No, you are not racist. I know it's not good, but I don't like white men. Oh, my gosh. I mean, hopefully it's not that you don't like them, but it's important to check how how many opportunities have been isolated to just white men. And it's great to think about how this world would have a much broader perspective if we had some of these white guys take a seat. (laughs) I know. It's just... Well, I... In college, I minored in the classics, which I thought was going to be like, oh, we're just studying, like, myths and stuff. And, like, I don't know. The curriculum at USC is all about how, like, white men have constantly run the world and created these, like, narratives in their plays and entertainment to, like, create a hierarchy of, like, white Greek men at the top mm-hmm. and it's just like oh my god and that's what like we base our democracy on and like mm-hmm. no wonder we're in this situation yeah like, that's why we got to break it break in and that's yeah. why your your perspective and your point of view and what you do is so important thank you thank you last question last question is if you had a telenovela what would the name of your telenovela be or if you were the main character in this novela what would that name be I this is so stupid, but I'm from Long Beach, so I was like, Go Beach." <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, "La pendeja del mar." Like, <laughs> La pendeja del mar. <laughs> um, <laughs> what would be the storyline? What's the like? What's the drama? What's um, <laughs> <laughs> probably like he came for redemption. Uh huh. He uh-huh. left with Seven <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh. It's been so so great to have you. Thank you. So your Instagram is the place where folks could to yeah find or Twitter or Twitter the same handle same handle. Great. Okay, we will put all that in the notes and, and links to to the series, and we'll 
will reshare on our platform. Thank you. It's very, very great to, and refreshing about the the perspective that you're bringing. So you. it's great. And we love learning about Abuelita. I know. Oh, my God. Guys, I adore her. She's amazing. I love it. Yeah, that. I'm going to go watch that series for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Can we do one last matraca for, for Grandma, Grandma Mari? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Hey, Luis, do you know how to support the Tamarindo podcast? By listening? Duh. Yeah, but what if you uh, haven't figured out how to listen to a podcast? Then they should go on our Instagram and figure it out. That's right, because you, <laughs> you made a video. It shows you all the steps to, to find the Tamarindo podcast. What if you're with a friend and you know they would like the Tamarindo podcast, but they don't listen to podcasts? What can you do? Then they can pull their credit card out and give us some money. No, I'm saying, well, that's one way. You could definitely support the <laughs> money. But take that person's phone and upload the Tamarindo podcast for them. Yes. Super easy. We want you to tell your friends about Tamarindo. And if you don't have any money to give us on our GoFundMe, which we accept donations, if you don't have money for that, but you also have time. Also known as Tacos. Go Fund My Tacos. If you, if you have a little bit of time, just take two minutes and give us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find our podcast. We are totally independent. We yes. don't have any big media behind us, although we'll welcome yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> so help us be seen and tell someone about the Tamarindo podcast. Woo-woo. Well, that wraps up another fresh new episode of Tamarindo Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. We now have shows weekly. We have the full episodes like you just enjoyed, and we have our mini cast episodes in between. Follow us on Instagram at Tamarindo Podcast for all the fresh new posts that we have all the time. And don't forget to use the hashtag supportbrownpodcast where you can support us as well as finding other great podcasts produced by Latino producers. And lastly, if you are in the Whittier area on April 23rd, you can catch me, Brenda Gonzalez, at Unheard LA, the stories of where you live. This will be at Whittier College on April 23rd at 5.30. You can find more details about this on our Instagram at Tamarindo Podcast. And then, oh, I, actually, there's one more last thing. I have to give a big shout out to the amazing producer, Jeff. Matraca for producer, Jeff. Always making our amazing episodes. All right. Thank you. See you later. Oh, ponte un sweater. Well, I'm okay with it, but your dad's going to be angry. And it's like, pendeja, he already knows. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 
o también en línea en fhfca.org, la vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI FPEI 220099. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.